Welcome to this special edition of the New Stack Makers on the Road. We're here at the Open Source Summit in Dublin, Ireland. Discussions from the show floor with technologists giving you their expertise and insights to help you with your everyday work. Hi, and welcome to another On the Road edition of the Newstacks Makers podcast. We're here at Open Source Summit in Europe in beautiful downtown Dublin, Ireland. And I'm here today with Gabrielle Columbro. And is it okay if I call you Gab? Absolutely, Heather. Okay, great. Thanks. And Gab is going to talk about the new organization that he is the, the first leader of. It's Linux Foundation Europe. We're also going to talk about their first project and a little bit about some of the, what we've learned from the Linux Foundation's first ever survey of the European open source community. So welcome, welcome, Gab. Thank you so much for having me here. Yeah. And I understand you have another job as well as being the new general manager of the Linux Foundation Europe. Yeah, I keep myself busy. Yes, I. besides the, my new gig, which is, uh, general, as you said, general manager for uh, Linux Foundation Europe, newly announced, I have been running Finos, the FinTech Open Source Foundation, for now about six years, actually. This is a financial services-focused open source collaboration initiative. We started and ran it for four years, and then we merged into the Linux Foundation two years ago in 2020, and it's been a fantastic ride since then. Oh, great. So, so you have a pretty strong connection to, to the Linux Foundation to begin with. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, the last two years really showed us how the power of having vertical industries collaborating with the broader uh, open source uh, technology sort of landscape that the Linux Foundation represents, you know, has a major, major power. So let's start off with a little bit of, I mean, obviously the Linux Foundation began in the U.S. What do you see are some of the differences between the open source community in over on the other side of the pond and, and here in Europe? It's a really, really good question. And, you know, one that is very sort of near and dear to my heart. I, I grew up here in Europe. I'm Italian, uh, as you can hear from my outrageous Italian accent. Oh, no, like, no, no, not at like all. Like Jim says. Um, I thought you were from the, the U.S. Midwest. Oh, so. yeah? Oh, wow. More like from Boston or, or yes. not the Northeast. Wicked, you know? wicked exactly, accent. Exactly, exactly. I'm still <laughs> trying to learn that accent. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I, I grew up as a really individual contributor, uh, one of my main sort of initial milestones was to get my Apache address, becoming an mm. Apache committer. And so mm. I definitely think that in Europe there is a very grassroots, you know, passion, romantic aspect mm. of open source. And this is actually something that also our research that you cited, you know, uncovered. You know, as I moved to the U.S., you know, clearly you can see that most of the foundations are out of the U.S., Apache, mm. Linux, most of the commercial open source endeavors are out of the U.S. There is definitely a much stronger commercial ecosystem in the United States. Mm. But the reality is that those two, you know, natures of open source are not alternatives. I think, you know, as the log for shell vulnerability yeah. has, you know, deeply put us sort of in the limelight, there are issues that are across the board, across Europe and the U.S., and you actually need as much as the individual contributors sort of passion, as much as, you know, enough corporate contributions, both in terms of sort of commercial aspects, sort of commercial contribution to foundations, as mm -hmm. well as wet equity contributions to ensure sustainability. So I guess to your question, really the research has validated sort of this hypothesis that yes, 
there is more of a romantic nature of open source here in <laughs> Europe, uh, but that is not necessarily alternative to the commercial uh, dynamics around it. So it's not an either or situation. It's not an either or. I think it's a false dualism. Well, one difference between Europe and the US is that a lot of the major, the FANG companies as they call them, Facebook, yes. Apple. Yes. Amazon, Netflix, Google. Um, <laughs> I got, that acronym, got them all. That acronym got, keeps changing, uh, by yeah, the way. Yes, even though they're around the world, they're based in the U.S. Yes. Is there an advantage or disadvantage to having Linux Foundation have an outpost kind of away from that big tech giant environment? Look, I do think that sort of Besides the besides the commercial nature of some of these sort of very large big tech players, mm -hmm. having an outpost in Europe, having a dedicated entity in Europe, mm -hmm. is more so about focusing and really accelerating some of the aspects that we just discussed of the mm -hmm. of the European specific mm -hmm. landscape. You know, if you pair sort of the grassroots nature that we talked about with, you know, honestly the European Union and Europe being very much forward thinking when it comes to open source adoption mm -hmm. and certainly in many cases even open source contribution, even from the public sector, you know, mm -hmm. there are ongoing conversation as to whether all public administrations should only not only use open source, but really contribute to open source, mm -hmm. everything that is built by a public uh, administration being open source. And so to me, rather than necessarily focusing on the sort of big tech versus Europe aspect, if that makes sense, it's more about understanding that Europe has different drivers. That to your point, there is not necessarily such a big tech presence in Europe. Right. But that doesn't mean that Europe is not a leader in open source, it's not a leader in policy making. You know, think about GDPR, you know, it's certainly right. highly regarded as the you know, golden standard for data privacy. Mm -hmm. California and CCPA is mm -hmm. adopting very much a copy-paste of, yeah. of GDPR, if <laughs> yeah. that makes sense. Yes. Um, and so, you know, look, I won't be naive. It is important to make sure that we give voice to Europe, but mm -hmm. that we bring, you know, big tech to the table. And I think if there's a way that this can be achieved, it's through open source. And mm -hmm. if there is a party that can do that, it's mm -hmm. such a global open governance federation like the Linux Foundation. If I'm a, just a, a developer in Europe who maybe, you know, works at a company, works at a, a government agency, work, or works as a freelancer, what are going to be the benefits of having a, having Linux Foundation over here? So, I, as you might have seen in my keynote yesterday, mm -hmm. I'm really all about marrying sort of these three natures of open source, individual mm -hmm. slash romantic nature, yeah. the commercial dynamics, and really the public sector sort of collective value mandate, mm -hmm. really making the best use of taxpayers' money. But when I focus on the individual developer, and you know, again, I was one, I absolutely remember the excitement of you know, being able to partake, the excitement and the freedom to actually be able to, to partake to a broader community than necessarily just my own development team and my own proprietary, you know, right. small sort of uh, company. Look, I think there are three primary uh, reasons mm -hmm. why I think Linux Foundation Europe is a, is a great move and why, you know, individual developers could be, should be involved. One, it does provide a really powerful way to potentially supercharge your project, meaning... Mm -hmm. The Linux Foundation is a global platform. Uh, our Linux Foundation Europe uh, tagline is collaborate locally, innovate globally. That mm -hmm. means that by contributing a project to Linux Foundation Europe, mm -hmm. you actually potentially set yourself for hopefully your project making it to the global scale and becoming an, you know, a de facto standard. So I think mm -hmm. any developer should consider this as a potential springboard uh, yeah. and platform for their technology, not just to be visible in Europe, but then hopefully beyond right. Europe. 
I think the second reason is I'm very much keen to Linux Foundation Europe operate in a data-driven way. Mm -hmm. So research, of course, was a luxury that, yeah. I, that I have. As, a, as we start up with this initiative, we were able to really have a, we you know, a wealth of information coming out of the, the research that mm -hmm. we ran, but also community-driven. In fact, I want to make sure that we learn from the community first and foremost. The next three months are going to be very much a learning experience for me, as of course I've grown up here, but I've yeah. spent the last 10 years in the Silicon Valley. And yeah. so understanding priorities, challenges, and even just dynamics of, mm. of this region at regional level and at country level, I think it's going to be super important. We're hosting a, a roundtable later today. We will mm. be forming an advisory board. So I think individual, I want to encourage individual contributors to have their voice heard, you know, in the very idea of bringing all the constituents together. And then sort of the, the third main way, you know, despite our survey has identified that in Europe, developers participate to open source primarily for fun, more so than sort of career advancement. Once, you know, yes. something that actually we uncovered a lot in the US and some of the other surveys that we ran, including the Finos state of mm -hmm. open sourcing financial services, I still do think that there is a major advantage and mm -hmm. career opportunity for individual developers to really play in the broader arena of open source and the you know, strong visibility that the Linux Foundation and its projects have and can give to individual developers. I am very much a huge fan of, of making sure that individual developers are rewarded and incentivized and, of course, hopefully properly compensated. What about um, organizations? I, the, the study found that I think it's, let me make sure I have this correct, that 35 percent of participants said their organization doesn't offer guidance about contributing to open source. Yes. What, although far more, offer guidance on using open source. Yes. What role do you think the, the new organization can play in, in getting more organizations to develop guidelines for their engineers? It's a really good question. And, and in order, I think, to answer, it might be useful to share a little bit of my personal experience with Finos. We, you know, when we started Finos six years ago, bringing together, you know, the likes of Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, Morgan Stanley, so not only banks, mm. but investment banks. So mm. really, you know, the closest of the closest organizations <laughs> that you can probably find in the world. You know, having this Italian guy telling them that they should open source their intellectual property, you know, <laughs> was, uh, was a bit of a, you know, let's say it had a lukewarm reaction at that uh. time. So for the first few years, our goal and focus has been very much to educate this organization mm -hmm. as to even before the how they could contribute, meaning which policies they should mm -hmm. put in place. Right. It's about the why. I'm a huge fan about starting with the business value and why you should be participating to open source and making sure that at sort of sea level, at leadership level, there is a very clear understanding of the full sort of spectrum of benefits that you can get out of open source collaboration. Right. So why am I leading with that? is because I do see a very similar pattern into how we go about addressing this discrepancy that you've talked about right. in Europe. Even while I do believe that we will continue investing, you know, in uh, the to-do group and the mm -hmm. Linux Foundation initiatives in, in enabling OSPOs to be more and more effective and more and more strategic in these organizations, mm -hmm. I think it all starts with 
the why. We will have to work with the organizations in Europe to continue to level up the, the understanding of why yeah. they would want to contribute to open source. And in my experience, that would actually, almost as a domino effect, accelerate the process of them having uh, you know, a contribution policy that is effective, efficient, and aligned to sort of, you know, their goals. And, you know, ultimately, the goal here is to achieve sustainability because I think that this discrepancy actually does indeed challenge, you know, the overall sustainability of the ecosystem. Europe is certainly experiencing some turbulent times right now on, on a geopolitical nature. Yes. How might that affect how the new organization works with the EU and countries outside the EU? And do you foresee any challenges there? Well, look, of course, as you say, it's a very turbulent situation, but I am very hopeful in, in sort of two areas. One, you know, open source has proven to be, you know, a great bridge across, you know, competitive organizations, competitors in, in same similar industries, nations, international standards, even regions, you know, both allies and maybe less so allies. You know, we have a very strong representation in the Linux Foundation, both from, you know, Chinese members, uh, US members and European members, almost like evenly distributed. Mm -hmm. So certainly I do believe that open source has the potential to, you know, bring, bring parties together. But I don't want to be idealist here, idealistic here, of course. But the second point is that generally we see open source and investment in open source to be counter-cyclical with the trends of investment sort of in proprietary software, for example, or just the general IT spend. In other words, when there is more pressure and when there is more pressure to reduce costs or to, you know, reduce the workforce, mm -hmm. that's when people are forced to look more seriously about ways to actually collaborate while still maintaining throughput and efficiency. And I think open source is, you know, the prime way to do so. So we're not oblivious you know, to, of course, the political dynamics, but we're also not a policy organization. Right. So I am hopeful that actually Linux Foundation Europe can help accelerate some of these conversations and we should not be sort of overly impacted by the, the you know, unfortunate turbulent situations. Finally, I wanted to ask you about the, the new project, the first project that the yes. Linux Foundation Europe is taking up, Open Wallet Foundation. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about, about that and how that's going? Yes, I'm very excited. It's, you know, a, a very, I think, very important initiative. As Jim said in his press release, you know, the digital future, you know, goes by digital identity. Yeah. And so the Open Wallet Foundation is really an effort that has seen, you know, very broad initial support from, mm. I think, over 50 organizations mm. to really build an engine that can provide, you know, sort of up to the point of the last mile, let's say, mm. the infrastructure and standardization interoperability for multiple industries to build, you know, digital wallets that are interoperable. I think it's particularly interesting to see that Europe, you know, of course, we started this project, we're thinking to start this project in Europe because there is a major support from European sort of members as initial uh, sort of supporters for this project. That said, this is not just limited, of course, to European companies, very much like LFEU. Any projects under LFEU is open to any, any organization in the yeah. world. But I find it very aligned with not only the vision of the Linux Foundation that, you know, is about, of course, not only creating successful open source projects, but defining new markets and new commercial ecosystems around mm. these open source projects. Uh -huh. 
but very much aligned also with the sort of vision of Europe of creating a digital commons based on open source, whereby they can, you know, achieve a sort of digital independence. And, you know, of course, there's no secret that the yeah. main holders of wallets right now are, you know, Apple and Google. Right. And so, you know, I think this speaks volumes to how the Linux Foundation and Linux Foundation Europe you know, can enable the creation of open ecosystems in place of, you know, proprietary or more sort of segregated ecosystem. We all believe in the, in the power of open ecosystems. So I think this is a very promising initiative and I look forward to its evolution. Great. And it's not creating standards, it's creating the, 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 the template to build. Yes. To build and I think that's also a very smart move because you, you know, first of all, building standards is hard. Mm -hmm. Participating in standard bodies and mm -hmm. they're amazing but without the power of the, the code, without mm. getting it into the hands of developers, yep. you risk very much to kind of go back into that fragmentation mm -hmm. or silo sort of implementation that mm -hmm. then, you know, has the risk of not being interoperable. So I think starting actually from real concrete code <laughs> and also not delivering the whole solution, making sure that you have sort of a platform that then each one can take and develop into a commercial solution. I think it's a very, very smart vision. Okay. Well, thank you very much for joining us, thank Gab. You. And this has been an on-the-road edition of the Newstack Makers, and thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's one of the best ways you can help us grow this community, and we really appreciate your feedback. You can find the full video version of this episode on YouTube. Search for The New Stack, and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss any new videos. Thanks for joining us, and see you soon.